36 weeks, we made it. Which, if you think of 36 weeks, it sounds like nine months, doesn't it? If there's four weeks in a month on average, give or take a day. So I'm like nine months pregnant right now. Oh my gosh. Ah! Okay, so I wanted to update you on my appointments. We are in the appointment every week stage of pregnancy. Like we are going to the doctor every single week until the baby comes. So I have another appointment this week, but last week I had an ultrasound and I had a midwife appointment kind of back to back. I did have like a weird gap in between and I ended up rushing. But, uh, if you listen last week, I, I did in fact get, I was late to my ultrasound and I I did still have to wait in the waiting room. Um, There wasn't anyone else in there. And the appointment went smoothly. But I wanted to just like do a little recap on how it went. And then also my midwife appointment. Plus talk about some baby shower registry must-haves. Because I had my sprinkle this past weekend. And... All right, let's just, let's get right into it. So the ultrasound, I was late, but Justin and the girls were even later than me. So I got started and I made the mistake, not, maybe not the mistake, but I was able to, yeah, I got right in. I had to pee and I have trained my, myself for appointments to go with a full bladder, whether it's for the my midwife or for an ultrasound because you know in the early stages of pregnancy when they're doing the ultrasounds they need you to have a full bladder however when the baby is so large and takes up so much space you don't have to have a full bladder (laughs) so when the ultrasound tech was doing my ultrasound she's like oh your bladder's full it's right here and i'm like yeah, is that is that okay? She's like, no, you can go to the bathroom. But actually, it worked out because she's like, no, this is perfect because it's showing the baby's head is right by your bladder, right by your cervix. Everything's like good to go here. And then she let me like stop and go pee <laughs> and then continue the ultrasound. So he is head down, you guys. We knew this. We knew this based off of just feeling for the baby um, my midwives could tell the last visit that he was at town. This was just a confirmation just to, for me, honestly, like not even for them. Like they were like, no, he said down like a hundred percent. Like we know, <laughs> we know, but I, I don't know. The thought of having a breech baby freaked me out so bad that I was like, I really want to make sure. And we were able to do that. Now, my last ultrasound I went to was a 3D, 4D maybe. And that was so cool. We got to see his face. And then going back to like a regular plain old ultrasound was not nearly as fun because we weren't able to see the details. Even like his feet. He's like, look a foot. I was like, Asia, it's a foot. <laughs> that kind of looks like a shin bone or like it could be like anything. It doesn't, it's not shaped like a foot. I don't see any toes. It was very much just black and white blobs <laughs> and we couldn't see any facial facial features because he was faced away from my belly so that's a good thing because that means he's in position he is his head is like in the perfect spot even though he could 
you know, twist, turn, rotate. Um, what's another word? <laughs> like his head, he could just move his head. It could happen. But at this appointment, he was in position. So we were not seeing hardly any details. I think I saw his like elbow and wrist bone and and, and like a knee, like the, you know, shin to knee to thigh. Justin and the girls did end up joining me for the appointment and the girls were more interested in playing with the little fetus <laughs> dolls. At the office they have these little fetus. <laughs> I know it sounds weird saying like a doll, but it shows you like this is how big your baby is at, you know, eight weeks. 10 weeks 12 and they thought those were the cutest little babies I'm like oh gosh I'm gonna have to get them little baby fetuses for in their Easter basket or something because they like them so much <laughs> yeah but they I, and it was hard to also keep their attention on the screen because like I said you couldn't really make out what we were looking at it was just blobs so I don't blame them for not paying attention but they did have a good time Rosie wanted to be right by my side or right by my feet the entire time all right one thing that happened at this appointment that kind of threw me off a little bit the ultrasound tech was a little dismissive when we started talking about that I'm having home birth it, like I just didn't like the way she was talking about my midwives like I felt like I felt secondhand disrespected because she asked something. I don't even know what we were talking about, but she said, I'm not sure how experienced your, oh, this is what it was. She said, I'm not sure how experienced your midwife is at reading ultrasounds. And I'm like, okay, well, she's been in practice for almost 30 years. I'm, I'm sure she's had some experience. Like it just felt so rude and I mean, I've gotten a lot of questions about, you know, home births and midwives and kind of just like people are just really concerned because they don't know they're just not educated on it. They don't, they just think it's normal to go to the hospital. Like, why would you do that at home? They think it's dangerous. They think lots of things. So, but that's normal for me, but I don't want you talking about my midwife. Like this is her profession, their profession, there's four midwives plus four students and I'm like, these women, like, they are, tra they are also registered nurses. Like, these are not just, like, just people off the streets, <laughs> just, uh, just, like, hippies or something. Like, oh, I'll give, I'll help you deliver your baby. Like, these are professionals. Like, I, I don't know why we look at a midwife as this inexperienced, unprofessional, just random person. I, I don't know. I, I was really... I was really upset about how she talked like that. Okay. I just want to put that out there. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And, and I also brought this up to my midwife at my appointment. I'm like, I am so sorry. You guys must get this all the time. Like I, I, I mean, I, I hear it a little bit, honestly, my dad, you know, he doesn't want me to have home birth. So I don't talk to him about it. He thinks I'm going to a hospital. <laughs> Oh, dad. Ugh. So like, I get it. But at my midwife appointment, um, here's a couple things we talked about. Number one, I did mention <laughs> that the ultrasound tech was dismissive and they were just like, listen, we're used to it. Like we get it. Here's the thing. Ultrasound techs, 
nurses, doctors, OBs, they see like a lot of worst case scenarios. Think about it. Think about all of the, all of the emergency things that they see, right? Midwives rarely see emergencies. I, I don't know. I have to get the statistic. I don't know if this is at the practice that I'm going to or nationwide, but it's 1% of home births have to be transferred to a hospital or have some sort of an emergency. 1%. That is not the same rate as at a hospital. Like, and obviously you're not being transferred to another hospital, but like one, or I don't know the percentage of hospital births that like have complications, interventions, what have you. But think, think about it for a second though. Why is it that home births are generally, or midwives are, you know, working with healthy women who are having healthy pregnancies and delivering healthy babies? They're really getting like the cream of the crop, <laughs> not to like flatter myself, but I'm like, they are really getting the healthiest women who want to have these natural home births without complications and that's and that's what they have like yes there are there is like that one percent or maybe it's like more like five let's call it five percent of women that do home births end up having to have some sort of intervention or you know medical attention outside of their midwives but it is really interesting just it's like a it's a different perspective something I never considered before I was like oh okay, that does make sense. Not saying that people that have given birth in the hospital are unhealthy because hello, I did that three times. Like that's just, I don't want it to sound like a negative thing, giving birth in a hospital or that, yeah, like hospital births are for unhealthy people or for unhealthy baby. Like that's not the case. It's just hard when like midwives aren't respected for what they do. And women who choose to do a home birth aren't encouraged and supported they're just blasted with like facts like did you know or like you really shouldn't do that or that's too dangerous like I don't know I hospital births can be dangerous too I left my first birth with a lot of trauma medical intervention that was not disclosed to me and an infection that I had to go on antibiotics for because I gave birth in the hospital so nobody warned me about that nobody warned me about the dangers of what could happen in a hospital? Just a just a thought. And I'm not, again, like, listen, no shade on hospital births. I had three of them. Like, I'm not, I just want a different experience this time around for myself. And you are allowed to choose your decision and where you give birth and how you give birth for yourself. I'm going to get off the soapbox now because... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to get all like, I, I honestly feel like I'm in the middle of it. Cause I feel like I see my midwife side and I know a lot of people in the healthcare field and I've done the hospital birth. So I see that side and I feel like I'm just watching these people like fight. And I'm like, what is the, can we just all just offer support to the moms? Like that's what you're there for. That's why this is your profession and you love your job. I can't imagine a nurse or a midwife who doesn't love their job. So I'm just going to assume everybody really enjoys and chose this career path because of how rewarding it is and they genuinely enjoy it or just pretend I don't know maybe they don't but like let's get back to why you do what you do okay okay sorry <laughs> sorry that just it, it all set me off when that ultrasound tech 
who disrespected my midwife like that. And, and that was that wasn't the only comment she made. She said something else, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, I go to my midwife appointment. We talk about that, and I also brought up something that happened not this past week, but the week before at church. I started. I mentioned this on my Instagram story too. I was sitting down at church, and I started to feel not so great. I was like, my blood pressure feels like it's dropping, but my heart rate is going up. I can't breathe that good. I feel really tired. I check my pulse. It's 120. 120, which I used to wear a heart rate monitor. 120 might me might be me or in the past, it depends, you know, but just for reference, like, you know, maybe you're doing a light jog on the treadmill, <laughs> speed walking uphill. That's 120. Your heart is like beating at 120. But here's me sitting down at church, completely relaxed, but my heart was racing. So that was alarming. I told Justin, I was like, I don't feel good. My heart is racing and I feel like I can't breathe. I had like the shortness of breath, like, like taking deep breaths. Yeah, it was a little scary, but also it felt familiar. I was like, this is what it feels like when my iron's low. And I was like, is my iron low? Maybe. But like I took two supplements a day yesterday. I just haven't taken them yet. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Like what is going on? I also had a matcha, but I've been drinking those. (laughs) I'm making matcha my personality recently, but I didn't chug it. I had food and I was just sipping on it. So that would have been weird if that was the case. And I think what it ended up being after talking to my midwife is I was dehydrated because that morning I had to get up and get the girls ready for church. Our church moved times. It's way earlier now, 9.15 versus 11.15. So Sunday mornings, we are, there's no time to mess around. We are just get ready, get out the door, just like we do for school, basically. (laughs) That's what it feels like. So I barely had any water. And then I left my big hydro drug at home. Mistake, huge mistake. And I felt really thirsty that day. So my midwife was like, being dehydrated can make you have that feeling. It really can. So I need to drink more water. I want to drink a ton of water and I've been doing electrolytes. So I don't want that to happen again. When I was at the midwife's office though, um, my blood draw was supposed to be this week at 36. And they were like, well, let's just do it now. Just because of that little incident, I just like, since your iron levels were low, let's check. Because if we know that, if we find out that they're still low, you have a lot of time to bump them up. And if you're on track, you're on track and we'll just know you're dehydrated. You were dehydrated, just you drink more water. So I was like, great, sure. Even though I was like, oh, I hate getting my blood drawn. I hate it. It's, it never used to bother me until one time. I had to get 10 of those, oh, I can't even talk about those things. I had to get a lot full, filled, yeah, disgusting, I know. Uh, But actually, I was dealing with, um, what was I dealing with? I I wasn't getting a period for over a year. And I ended up going to an endocrinologist and doing all this blood work, which we can talk about that another day. But they asked me when I got that blood work done, this is, you know, 10 years ago, maybe, maybe only seven. No, no, eight less seven. So that would be 
<laughs> it was before Ayla was born, obviously. I get my, they're, they're like, okay, do you, you know, tend to pass out when you get your blood drawn? I was like, no, because <laughs> I had never done that before. And then it happened on this time. So they took my blood out. I go to stand up and I fall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so ever since then, I get so squeamish. I don't know. Like seeing my blood outside my body, it just, I can't. Like in a, mm, no. Mm, 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 mm. Anyways. So I like when Justin's there, just like someone to look at and just like emotional support person. I didn't have that, but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, it's gonna be okay. And they had the student, one of the student midwives, um, draw my blood and I do not know what was going on down there. Cause I was just looking away and practicing going to another place and just finding peace outside of my situation. But it got a little messy. Blood was dripping down my arm. It was on my leggings. It was dripping onto the floor. <laughs> and I only know this because I saw them like cleaning up after. Oh my gosh. I can't. I, I probably would have passed out if I had looked down. But I did a good job. I Like I said, I was doing my like deep breathing. <sighs> Don't think about it. Go to another place. <laughs> oh my gosh. So gross. Okay. So that happened. I got measured. My uterus, you know, they do the same thing at each appointment. They're going to check your weight, which, want to talk about how much weight I've gained? I wish I knew how much I weighed when, before I got pregnant. But I've gained at least 30 pounds. And what's interesting about that to me is that the first 25 pounds were gained by, like, before Christmas. And then it's been, like, slow from... Christmas till February. Does that make sense? Like I put on like a solid 10, 15 pounds my first trimester, which is not, no, not always the case. Some women lose weight in their first trimester. Not me, not me. I gained like half my weight in my first trimester. And like, it's not from like, I wasn't eating a ton. I was still nauseous. I was puking. Like my body was just like, we know what to do. You're pregnant. This is my fourth time. I know how to do it. So yeah, and also my first trimester, I always feel like pudgy, like chunky, pudgy, like not cute. It's not a good feeling. And plus you're feeling nauseous. It's just, ugh. so I gained weight in my first trimester, second trimester, I must've gained like another 10 pounds. And then it's just been slowly adding on since then. Again, I'm not sure exactly how much I weighed prior to conception like I just I have an idea but I, I really it could have been five pounds more five pounds less you know no maybe you don't <laughs> maybe you own a scale like a lot of people do but I really try not to focus on the numbers um so I get weighed at every appointment and what it's kind of a bummer I mean I could ask I could request this but at, when I used to go for Ayla Rosie and Blake at the hospital the nurse weighs you and I would, at the end, I stopped looking because I was like, I don't want to stress about this. I don't want to stress. I don't want to know. And at my midwife's office, you have to weigh yourself. <laughs> so I could ask them like, hey, can you weigh me? I really don't want to look at it. It's stressing me out. If I asked that, I'm certain that they would do that for me. But they they let you weigh yourself. And it's, it's kind of cool having that responsibility and trust and them like feeling that they trust you and 
you can weigh yourself. Like, you're a grown adult. Like, this is how a scale works. Um, you step on it, you read the number, and you tell us how much you weigh. <laughs> so, anyways, you weigh yourself at each appointment. Oh, the urine sample, um, which this <laughs> past week was hilarious because <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom. I peed, and then I totally forgot to, like, collect a sample to test. So, I had to wait in the bathroom. I was like, I could go again. Just wait. Just wait. It's going to come. I have to go all the time. I actually chugged a little bit of water, and sure enough, peed, regular urine test, screening, whatever. And then, so back to what they do. They measure my belly. Um, my uterus, I should say. And I'm measuring slightly, slightly behind, slightly smaller, which I was shocked at because I feel really big. I really do. I feel like, and my belly has felt big (laughs) this entire pregnancy. Like, I know I get that a lot. It's like, oh, you're carrying a lot bigger this time. And I'm like, Yes and no, but yes, (laughs) I can tell a difference. Like I can't see down there and I'm only at 36 weeks. Like this is how it was at the very end of my pregnancies. So yeah, I feel like I'm caring different. Uh, But yeah, that was news to me. But I also was happy to hear, not happy, but um. yeah, my ultrasound, they, they said that too. They're like, oh, he's measuring just like a few days just about like a week behind but again those measurements right they depending on the tech depending on like whatever they could be off by one week plus or minus could be but my point is (laughs) I had gotten the comment recently so often is he measuring big it was nice to hear like no he's actually not nope he's perfect he's perfect if anything possibly on the smaller side (laughs) um when they did do the ultrasound though and even at my midwife I'm like this baby's long he is a long baby I'm like his spine is all the way up by my ribs like wait how is that how because his head's all the way down there and his spine goes all the way like that's all that feels like a long baby no I have to look at my belly again, but I don't know. He's going to be like a long bean of a baby. That's my prediction. Okay. Um, what else happened at the midwife? We talked about home birth prep. I was like, what do I, okay, what do I need to be doing? And they were like, well, do you have your supplies? And I was like, nope. <laughs> I'll get it though. So we got to work on getting that. I added it to my Amazon registry. And I don't know. Did they give you a discount? I feel like when I had Ayla, anywhere you registered, like Target, Amazon, anything that wasn't purchased, you would still get a discount on after. Like if you bought it for yourself, you would save. I have to see. That was, you know, seven and a half years ago. I'll see if it's still a thing. But it would be really cool because I got a lot of stuff to buy. So that is on my to-do list for this week is... Just narrowing down my list, making sure I know what I need. Because honestly, I haven't looked at it in a while. Looked, I haven't looked at it in a while. <laughs> and I didn't add all of the things to my Amazon registry. Like paper towels and just towels. They want you to have, I think, six bath towels. And my thought was like, I'm just going to use the oldest towels that we own. And then 
buy some new ones, right? Doesn't that make sense? Like, why would you go out and buy towels that are potentially going to be, like, com- just trashed, right? Um, yeah, so I really want to go through that list this week. I'm rem- telling myself verbally that this is what we're doing. Look at the list again. Start, ch- like, write it down. Hang it up somewhere, maybe, and then check it off and order some of the things on Amazon. I also bought a a couple like labor prep things or I've been like adding a couple labor prep things into my routine this week that I wanted to share. Number one, body scrub. I forgot about body scrub and how much I used it my last pregnancy. Um, I love this one called Clarity. It's from Skin and Senses. Smells amazing and it's made with like all the good stuff like no junk and it just it's like an oil sugar scrub so once you I feel like I don't even have to moisturize I don't have to put any of my belly serum on after it just feels so good so I'll alternate between that clarity from skin and senses and then the other one I use is dimes whipped body exfoliator it's it definitely feels different it's like um creamy it's got big exfoliation beads in there and I don't use these every day maybe like every other day and then I'll alternate between one and the other but it's something I'm doing on my belly my inner thighs my booty my boobs everywhere honestly I could do it everywhere but I try to do it in those main areas because this is the time where my body is like growing the fastest I feel like and and, and the biggest you know you know you know, so we are just, just you know, giving our body, our skin, some extra love here in these remaining weeks. Um, I also got a Frida perennial massager. You know, Frida Mom is the brand. They make a bunch of baby products. They also make mom postpartum products. But I, I got a perennial massager. I had one with Blake, and it was. I can't find it anymore. Like their Instagram is still there, but they haven't posted in years. Um, but anyways, it's, it's meant to massage the area that tears typically during labor in hopes that it will reduce tearing. Because if you think about it, um, that (laughs) area is going to get very, it's going to get stretched. Okay. And it, depending on a couple factors, like how big the baby is, how, how quickly the baby comes out because your body needs time to, to stretch and open. If it just goes all at once, it's gonna, that's like, that's what causes a lot of the tearing. But when it takes it, when the baby takes its time coming out and it's slowly crowning and your body just has like a little, a little bit more time. Also, I mean, um, genetics play a role in this. What you eat plays a role. You want to be getting a lot of those vitamin rich, mineral rich foods and minerals that are great for skin elasticity, but also massage and doing these stretches. I really wish it wasn't called massage because I am not down there like massaging. Like when you go to a masseuse, it's literally, let me just break it down. It's this S curved stick wand, whatever you want to call it. It looks sexual. It is not I can tell you that right now. It's not sexy. But you slightly insert it. And then if you picture a clock, right? Like 12 o'clock is up front, the pubic bone area. 6 o'clock is towards the back. So you want to push or pull, depending on like if you're holding it in the front of your body or behind yourself. I like to hold it like 
like I wrap my arm around my back and pull towards six o'clock to get gently, <laughs> gently remember it's supposed to be a massage, but in just breathing, holding that for 30 to 60 seconds. And then you can move to like five o'clock, seven o'clock. It's been a while. And I'm actually going to be talking to my pelvic floor therapist about this soon because I'm due for an appointment. But I've been doing that this week and I'm like, why I should have, I could have started this sooner, but here we are. So I got that going. And then my Freya app, F-R-E-Y-A, I'll link it below. It's made by the Positive Birth Company and it's the app that I used when I was timing my contractions with Blake. So it's a contraction timer. You know, it'll tell you how long the contraction is, how much time is in between, because you need to know this for when you call your midwife and you're like, I'm having contractions. And they'll say, well, how, how close are they? How far apart are they? Uh, you need to know that. <laughs> so in case you didn't know, um, it'll track that for you, but also it plays you a meditation, this very calming music in between the contractions. And during them, it helps you focus on your breath and it counts for like, breathe in two three, four. Also, I, I really didn't play around with it a ton before I went into labor, B barely at all. <laughs> but I realized you can change the breathing pattern. If you don't want to do four counts in four counts out, there's like other breathing options. You can turn the music off. So it's just like the woman's calming voice you hear and you could have your own Spotify list playing. I haven't, I'm, I don't know. I just think it's so convenient. It's it's just all in one app. Like, why would I bother making a Spotify list? I don't know. We'll see. And then also when I downloaded the app, I realized it saved all of my contractions from Blake. And that might sound like nothing, but oh my goodness, it almost, it tore me up. Like I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is like a walk down my lane. I could see every contraction. I think I started tracking it. I think it was like 4 p.m., and, and then I can see how quickly my contractions picked up and how <laughs> close together they got. And right up until she was born at 843 is when I stopped tracking or I, I kind of left, like, I kind of, I must've put my phone down cause I was pushing out a baby or, you know, releasing a baby. Right. Cause I didn't push her. Um, <laughs> but it's so cool. I was like, I have to save this forever. This is the coolest thing. And, oh, I, w I need to go back and count the contractions because it felt like thousands of contractions. Right? Remember your labor. So I was like, how many contractions did you have? So freaking many, it feels like. But when I looked at that list, I'm going to tell you right now, just at a quick glance. So I just did a quick guesstimate. Like I counted off a row or a, a column and then like I, yeah, whatever, I guess. It's around 55 and 60 contractions. That's, that's not that, well, basic, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this number is from when I started tracking. So I was obviously having contractions prior, but they were either irregular or not super strong. So you know how you have those like early labor stage contractions before they start to get regular and you enter that active labor stage. So anyways, 60 contractions, we could do 60 
we could do 60. I like to think of it as the sprints on a treadmill analogy. Like I have to do 60 sprints on a treadmill and I have hours to do it. I don't have to do it in the one hour, right? Obviously that's a full hour straight of contractions or sprints. Oh my gosh. Sprinting on a treadmill for an hour. No, but we can do this. And, and even, I might even have Justin like keep track. I'm like, someone in the room is going to be tallying off how many contractions we're having, but okay. Back to the app. I got the app. Now I can play around with it and I can use it because if you remember when I did my hypnobirthing, she said one of the best things you could do is play the same music or smell the same scent. Um, and then what was the other thing? It's like the smell, the sound, the breathing and your body will just drop in and know exactly what to do. So we're going to be using the Freya app for my meditating, for my meditation, my relaxation. I should be doing it right now. I'm getting just relaxed thinking about it. (laughs) So those are my three must haves of the week. My three new labor prep products, scrub, body scrub, the perennial massager and the Freya app for practicing hypnobirthing and meditation. Okay. That about wraps it up over here. Thank you so much for listening and checking in with me. I feel like you're one of my other midwives, my other doulas, my, you're my like glow gang birth babes. Like we're just going to talk about our bumps and you're just here for moral support. And I love that. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time. Bye.